episode of Sessions with Mary Jane. I am your host, Jordan Freed, and I am a little Jordan Fried after we have uh, introduced our uh, host to our studio, our guest. I am the host. Wow. Weed makes you do funny, funny things. Our guest today was actually at an event that I was at um, last weekend, and you know, doing comedy, you have some interesting openers in your life. And you have some some interesting people you do some shows with. Uh, but I had the honor of being on a show with a real-life fire spitter, Needles. Welcome, hey. Needles. Hey, how are you doing, Jordan? Oh, it's good to, it's good to have you in the studio. Um, we over here at uh, LNH Studios and Sessions with Mary Jane have a lot of interesting guests, but you are our first fire spitter. Honored to be the uh, first of my kind. Yeah. Um, would you say that's kind of car- carnival-y? <sighs> kind of side, off the carnival? I- I've always presented myself as a sideshow performer because I do more than fire, but carnival, they handle the sideshow at Rotfest. Nice. Like when I do other stuff, such as rent fairs or benefits and everything, I throw in some glass walking uh, human pincushion, human blockhead. Yo, it's it's about time I give you our challenge because you're already doing what your challenge <laughs> is. I was gonna say uh, other types of performance arts is going to be your uh, challenge today. Okay, since you are a uh, unique type of performance artist, and I think you said something about like glass walking. You yeah. also do. Yeah, what that's my ode do? to uh, Annie Lennox, the true queen. <laughs> Wait, tell me more. I don't know. I don't know. Annie Lennox? Word, yeah. It's, a, it's just a, a joke I do because she did this uh, song back in the <laughs> early 90s. Walking on, walking on broken glass. So I always like to perform to that song because it's ironic. It's funny. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you, you said you got involved in different types of events. Mm-hmm. Um Let's uh, let's start from the beginning, I guess. I guess we should start from the beginning before we start. Well, no, we'll start with your big events. Yeah, so we were just at Rotfest. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever worked with them before? I've been working with Alex and the crew over at Rack On Tour uh, for a few months now. Back in April, JR from Carnival, he uh, contacted me and asked me if I wanted to come spit some fire out at this bookmobile. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and so I got in touch with Alex and I've been performing there about once a month ever since. Wow. And uh, it, it's nice because last year when events started opening after the pandemic and everything, nobody was coming out. But now there's a slow build. Um, I have the Ren Fair in about a month in Lakewood word and I'm bringing in my crew from Pennsylvania the hoop mistresses for that and I I think I can see people coming out I think this is going to be a big one could you tell me a little bit more about the hoop mistresses hoop mistresses were formed uh, at least 10-15 years ago by a very good friend of mine Azula Murdra we grew up together in the hardcore scene of Pennsylvania, RIP the silo. Uh, 
and we just kind of fell in with the same crowd. Um, we were reintroduced a few years later through our mutual friend, uh, Josh Blue Eyes Ron. He had gotten his, uh, the whites of his eyes tattooed and he did a whole bunch of sideshow and he inspired me to do hook suspension. Uh, unfortunately he's no longer with us, uh, but, um, Azula and I got reconnected through that and we started performing again throughout the years. And, uh, earlier this year, she brought me on as a contracted performer and, uh, we've been doing, we do a bunch of events together ever since. Wow. Very cool. Um, what, what was the silo? The silo. Uh, wow. The silo was the local concert venue. It was just this little club. I, I went there and I saw my first concert there, which was Vanilla Ice. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um... And they had just such good punk rock shows there. I saw Guar there a few times. Uh, the the hardcore rap group I was in, uh, we played there a few times. And the Silo was actually the first place I ever uh, did fire breathing in front of a crowd. Oh, wow. And it was just... It was the best, you know, because everybody came there together to celebrate good. There was such a good local music scene. A uh, few bands still active like Anthrophobia and Spine Belt, keeping it alive. Uh, but it, it was beautiful back in the day, but it got closed down, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but Frank Phobia, who used to book all the shows there, uh, he's opening up another skate park and I know he wants to start having shows there again. So bless him for keeping it alive. No, that's amazing. And what town is that? Uh, Berks County. Berks County. Yeah. Cool. What was it like growing up in Berks County? Boring as fuck. <laughs> Do you think that's, that's why I started breathing fire? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was literally nothing to do there. So one day, um, at my bandmate's house, sitting on his back porch, just stoned out of my mind, and I see a can of lighter fluid over on the corner of the porch. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. So I took a big swig of it, pulled out my lighter, and it was just this little flame. Uh, but I was like, okay, I do this now. <laughs> and wow, that was the origin story. Weed leads to a lot of great things. It really does. <laughs> <sighs> It is funny. I saw, I saw you take a puff of your vape pen. <laughs> I think like before you went and did the fire spitting, and I was just like, "Oh, it's gonna be a good crowd party. Like people are stoners." And then I saw you meet the performer, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" <laughs> safety meetings. <laughs> he does have safety meetings, y'all. Uh, he does give the audience a lot of uh, notes, and he practices a lot, and he. Make sure he has the right fluid, he told me. Yeah. Um, so I do everything safe because when I was 19 years old, I fucked up hardcore and set my face on fire. Uh, and I knew it was going to happen, too. Uh, but um, I was fortunate enough uh, later that year 
to run into Bizarro, the optical illusionist, while he was still on the traveling circuit. And uh, he kind of mentored me through a lot. He taught me most of the stuff that I know in my act. And, but he taught me the safest ways and fluids and everything to do the fire breathing with. And there's no way to make it safe. It's just, you're minimizing the danger. It's, and that's why we always say, don't try this at home because even just having the fluid in my mouth, my biggest, uh, the biggest threat to my health when I do fire breathing is chemical pneumonia through the, uh, yeah, so there is no safe way to breathe fire. Oh, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Could you tell us a little bit more about Bizarro? Like, just for people who don't uh, know this world as much, like, what, what was his, like, claim to fame? Or, like, where was his region that he kind of did a lot of shows? So, he... He grew up in Texas, I want to say. Cool. Yeah. And he... I read in his biography, one of the coolest things that I've ever read is he knew that he could make a living off of his talents alone. So he got involved in the traveling circuit, which uh, ended up coming to... The haunted attraction I worked at, Shocktoberfest. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I saw him breathing fire, and I saw this other guy, Moose, doing human pincushion. Uh, there was Candy, who did glass walking and a whole bunch of other stuff, and Spike, who, was, who did a whole bunch of... I think he did a lot of uh, human pincushion stuff too, but they were just the coolest people ever. And this was like the first time I thought to myself, running away with the circus just makes sense. This is what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> and so they kind of took me under their wings and, you know, taught me a little bit of the ropes. Uh, but Bizarro himself is a very big optical illusionist. He lives out in Vegas now and does shows there and got started on the traveling circuit. He got on America's Got Talent back in the day when they were just getting started. And, you know, now he just does shows all over the world. Wow. You know, so talk about sticking to your guns. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I, I was kind of high last night and I was just looking for something to fall asleep to and I just put on the secret and I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that shit. I, that I shit. have. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely BS, but like, it's bullshit. <laughs> but I do wonder about that sometimes when I think about like what you're doing and how you need to have confidence to at least like go through it. Cause like, or no. Or is it just like, uh, <laughs> so I knew someone who turned me on to the secret <laughs> and I didn't realize it was bullshit right away until <laughs> this dude was taking it way too fucking literally about yeah. how you don't have to do anything. Just put your will towards it. It'll happen. <laughs> so I'm just walking around like two weeks from now, the universe is going to answer my thoughts. <laughs> and then 
you know, eventually I got out of that living situation and was like, okay, I actually have to put work into this. The only person who was standing in my way was me, you know, and having this irresponsible idea that the secret is 100% true. (laughs) I mean, if it's such a secret, then why isn't everyone, you know, achieving your dreams? Because I'm pretty sure that's all anyone wants at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, and this is the type of shit we get into on this podcast, <laughs> whether or not the secret is bullshit or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, do you do you have siblings? Five. Five, wow. Any, are any of them else daredevils like you? Uh, we're all different in our own way. Um, I guess the closest to what I do is my sister. She's really big into body modifications, has her tongue split. She's had her lips sewn shut, big gauges in her ears, uh, a lot of tattoos. Um, What what happens when your lips are sewn shut? You can't talk. Do you just, you keep them for a couple of days? Like, was it a silent strike or you, she opened them back up? I don't question what my sister does. Oh, I'm not questioning. <laughs> no, because chances are I don't want to know anyway. <laughs> but yo, that's, that's that's sick. No, I'm very I'm very curious about the the lip sum shit. That's that's actually wild. I've never I've never heard of that before. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a little bit out of my league. Um, I'll do hook suspension, but I don't want to sew my lips shut. What is hook suspension? Is that like hook suspension? Being a you get fish? you actually get uh, hooks inserted into your skin and you hang off of them. It's like a substitute to flying. Wow. Yeah. How how much does our skin hold? You'd be surprised. Um, the rig I was on Sunday at Skinthesis Studio. Uh, I think they said it was able to hold either three or six hundred pounds. Yeah. And, like, our, so our skin can, like... Yeah, it stretches and just can hold you. They're very professional. Like, they actually, you know, check your skin. And it's all done in a very professional and sterile environment. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Damn. I have to see you suspend now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> very therapeutic. Yeah? Is it very painful or... Not as much, it's very freeing because, you know, our whole lives we're told we can't fly, but when you look down and you see your feet off the ground, you know, so. Wow. I beg to differ. You're feeling a lot of things. When yeah, you're going yeah. Through it. You know, <laughs> let me spin around, let me kick a fucking wall. You know, I don't need gravity up here. <laughs> uh, are there any, uh, Things that you are afraid of that you think would surprise people? Ladders and horses. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of surprising. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Um, Do you have to go to the dentist a lot? No. And... So here's the thing, and this was uh, explained to me by my friend Azula, because she asked at her dentist, uh, 
you think about when a corpse is charred in a house fire or something like that, how do, how do they identify the body? Dental records. So my teeth are going to withstand the flames. But, uh... I'm just very curious about the whole process. I don't think there's been a lot of... Are there a lot of documentaries on fire spinning? Not that I know of. Um... It's still kind of taboo. It is starting to pick up interest, but unfortunately, a lot of people getting into it aren't very serious because people keep sending me this one video of this guy who's, he steps out onto the street and he has a long beard, which really isn't a danger if you're using the right fluid. But it, if I had to guess, he's using 151 and you just see him breathe the flame and then he pulls it away and he, it's still going like yeah, wow. so it's stuck in his beard it's flaming and he still has some in his mouth so he spits out as he's screaming and that goes like you know so it's like people just pick it up because they think it's cool and they're not understanding the the risks involved yeah yeah how much were you influenced by like jackass type people was that an influence at all or you were just side yeah no no not at all it it is like um i have respect for the jackass boys for what they did and how far they got with it and everything but it's not sideshow yeah um uh honestly the whole idea came to me when i was eight years old there was this episode of the x-files called humbug had the jim rose uh it had Jim Rose and the Enigma on it. Okay. And it had Sideshow. They did Human Blockheads, some stuff with hooks. And I remember, like, I, I turned to my dad and I was like, is this real? Is this something that I can do for my life? And he was like, no, no, it's, it's fake. It's all made up. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I'm going to make it real. And... <laughs> Your dad is fine. Oh shit! Well, just a lot by saying it wasn't real. And and not only that, but you know, he was listening to Kiss, so I Uh, saw Gene Simmons breathing fire, and I always thought that was cool. And I'm sure that played an influence on me. So I don't know. It's just like these things. I never put much thought into it. I just knew when I first found out about it that it was what I wanted. Hmm. Do you think uh, a lot, like, do you ever, like, ponder the spirituality of fire? Is that ever involved in your your process and being around it all the time? Or is it more just like, I, I just do the show. I, I, don't, I don't think about anything else about it. There's a certain... Uh, freedom to fire that I see that I absolutely love because it's just free to I don't know be fire it's free to be fire um and it's very mesmerizing to look at but you know to be able to control it that's just on a whole nother level uh, there. Have you ever seen the animated series Eon Flux? No, I haven't. 
in the one episode, there's this quote that I love, and I've used it a ton of times throughout the years. That which the flame does not consume consumes the flame. I consume the flame. Wow. And so that's just always been very spiritual to me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Honestly, like, I've never really thought about fire spiritually at all or, like, in other ways, but uh, I read some weird article. Not a weird article. It was just, like, a very deep article about the dude Tony Shea, the guy who started Zappos. I know that... He uh, he wrote the book Delivering Happiness. So it was very much about like customer service and like being a good person. And he always had happy employees because they were just living in Las Vegas and they had good hours. They were like remote workers before people were remote workers. And they just like had very good work-life balances. And he was like rich as hell off of like Silicon Valley shit. But like he passed away over the pandemic and he was like doing some like spiritual searching into fire. Really? Like, he, like, locked himself in his shed, and, like, there was tons of fire, like, a bunch of candles, and apparently, like, they just couldn't get him out, like, of the fire shed. But, like, he seemed like he was, like, I don't know, he did a lot of drugs, I think. <laughs> like, off the deep end, being, like, what is this fire going to bring me to? But also, like, he probably knew a lot of physics stuff, too, so I am curious sometimes about, like, is that the portal to the other worlds that, like, I don't know... That's, I mean, hallucinogens are definitely a portal to another world if you use them responsibly. Have you uh, dabbled in hallucinogenics? Quite a bit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, A few years ago, I got into Bill Hicks, and he just made me look at hallucinogens in a whole new way, because I had definitely used them before. one of my favorite stories I love to tell people is how me and my best friend Zach watched E.T. while on some gel tabs of acid. And by the end of it, we're praising Jesus because <laughs> Jesus is fucking E.T. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bill Hicks made me see it in a whole new way. And I... I took an eighth of some golden teachers a few years back and it was snowing this day. It was December 30th, 2017. They will live in my life for infamy because it was that night. Oh my God. You know, I I had an amazing trip on it. But that night while I was taking like inventory of my life and everything, would you like to try this? Yeah, sure. I've never tried this before. Yeah, it's Wonka bars. Mm. Uh, the strain I got. Uh, but anyway, that night, I was taking inventory of my life and just... Uh, you can take a few if you'd like. Um, I was just taking inventory of my life and thinking, you know, what's going on? You know, there's something about my life I need to change because I wasn't happy with it. I was making some bad decisions and... That night I was like, alcohol. What happens if I give up alcohol? Because whenever I had problems, I would quickly turn to alcohol and it wasn't doing anything for me. It wasn't changing my life in any way. So a week later I had my last drink and I haven't had a drop of alcohol since. 
Wow, that's magical. Yeah, and I will, till the end of my life, swear it was that ate the mushrooms that helped me do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand. Well, now people are understanding, but it like Michael Pollan's releasing all this like crap. Like he released a book and some stuff about uh, how to change your mind and just like your mind on plants and stuff like that. And he's starting to like push the academia towards like, oh, you can get over addiction and trauma through mushrooms and stuff like that, which like, I totally do believe that. Like there's oh, a lot of stuff in my life that I've like overcome just because of psychedelics and things that have pushed me that way. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't think that they want to talk about it enough because, you know, it gives, it gives people a different feeling of freedom. Like it, it makes you just rethink everything. And, you know, I, th I think a lot of people see that as dangerous. So that's why they're kept illegal. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to like fuck up your head, fuck up your head, but like changing your reality, it's like the matrix. It's mm -hmm. literally like the red pill or the blue pill. Like you're going to change your awareness of the world. So like, I don't know. There are some like very ignorant people who are very happy who I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do mushrooms, you know, like, cause it is going to make you like question your fucking family and question your shit in your life and be like, Jesus. what, what's going on in my life? Like how, like, how did I get here? What's going on? Like, how do I relate to all of the people around me? How do I relate to the earth? And it's like a lot of questions that like a lot of Americans, I think like to live in ignorance, which like, is the beauty of America, I think, is, like, you could be a very smart person who reads a lot and, like, does psychedelics and, like, hangs out in coffee shops and is, like, hanging with sub subversive people, but you could also, like, just watch Fox 5 every day, whether it's, like, <laughs> football or, like, The Simpsons afterwards <laughs> or whatever. Turn on your TVs, America. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cool. What else do you like to do in your free time? I like... I don't know. I, I like to think a lot. I do a lot of writing. Uh, I've been working on uh, writing material for live shows lately because, you know, presentation is everything. So I'm trying to do a lot more Renaissance fairs. And adding like a dragonborn twist to it. The whole uh, I'm learning the Dovazul so I can actually speak the dragon tongue. Oh, wow. I know nothing of that. Yeah, it's like um, Dungeons and Dragons, Skyrim, stuff like that. Cool. Tabletop RPGs. It's a character that's a human with the soul of a dragon and the blood of a dragon. And I just always thought it was cool. And I was like, yeah, that'd be really easy to work into what I do with the fire breathing and everything. Ugh. Yeah, that's actually so real. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you wouldn't even need special effects if you were making a movie. You could <laughs> you would literally just be like, wait, hold on a second. Like, start the tape after I do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you really are, like, more a, a fantasy character than a, 
a real human sometimes, I guess, in your performance. That's, like, cool to drift back and forth between uh, well, Earth and uh I don't really like to live in reality <laughs> as it is. Like, yeah. you know, it's just too much run by media and conspiracy theories that don't fucking make sense and people who are just... <sighs> not really sure of what they believe in but they'll let the word a, a certain word control their thoughts like I said I don't like talking about politics but sometimes it's unavoidable <laughs> um, I, I just stay out of either side of things and you know ask myself what's right and what's wrong like you know, is this about freedom or are you just being a dick? Yeah, exactly. I think it also goes back to where we just met the other day. We met at this, uh, the rock fest yeah. thing. And it's like, that's what America is about. It's yeah. the community. Exactly. Like there, were, there were vendors there making money. There were artists doing art. <laughs> there were people who were off on their weekend, like enjoying it. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's what America is all about. And it's yeah, like, just, just, we need more of that shit. We need people going to baseball <laughs> games and like, you know, like just doing fun stuff as opposed to just fighting all the time. Just it's get like, away from reality. Yeah. You know? It's just getting so, it's getting so like obnoxious that people are just like, they're literally wasting, everybody's just wasting our whole lives, like fighting with each other as opposed to just being like, Oh, like I could just like be kind to my neighbor and just be done with that. That's why, <laughs> that's why punk rock shows are my happy place because everyone's there just to have a good time and get in the circle and run. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> um, are you into music a lot? Do you, do you play music? I don't play music. I would love to sing for a band, uh, but I love music in general. I don't really have any specific genres. I'll listen to almost anything except for really popular bands. Um, like my playlists range, like it, it wouldn't be unusual for there to be like some really heavy, dark, black, extreme metal from Behemoth or Cabal. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then next song will be Tori Amos. <laughs> After that, you know, we'll have Backstreet Boys. Like, <laughs> I am welcome to all music genres here, but I've really been into a lot of, like, Viking metal lately, like Saltatio Mortis. Like, like, that seems to be what's driving me in the whole direction of doing the Dragonborn and uh, more Nordic theme lately. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess, like, if you if you had a, like, Las Vegas show, what would the soundtrack be? <sighs> Las Vegas show. Um, it depends, because Las Vegas, I think, would be, like, more open to different music styles. Like, at a Ren Fair, I probably couldn't get away with doing a staff routine to Bartzabel by Behemoth. <laughs> uh, but that might be more acceptable in Vegas. Um, I mean, I guess it would all depend on what I do. Oh yeah, um, no, I'm saying like you got your stadium show. Like you're at Madison Square Garden right uh, now. Like, what's the soundtrack? Like, what's the ultimate show that you would love to do? Oof. If it is the like a dragon character at the biggest, or is it something else? A dragon character. Uh, my soundtrack would probably consist of. 
Scald, Saltatio Mortis, Teresa's, Romstein, and Annie Lennox. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, is there a special diet that fire breathers have, or specifically you as just an individual person? Do you like a certain food a lot? <laughs> what is your favorite food? <laughs> uh, all right, so... Besides fire. <laughs> what do you like to put in that mouth? <laughs> you caught me at a weird time in my life, because I was vegan for four years, and then... Yes. One day, I just thought to myself, why? Because it was never about the animals. Um, in all honesty, uh, the reason why I went vegan at the time was because all the women who were coming in and out of my life were either vegan or vegetarian. And I was like, well, this just makes it easier when we go out to eat. Yeah. And then about a month and a half ago I was in Pennsylvania and I was hanging out with a couple of my friends and they were like what do you want to eat for lunch and I was like brisket <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, so but my favorite food is wings and I like extremely hot wings I love to do the hot wing challenges next month actually uh, in Secaucus at the New York City Hot Sauce Expo I'm competing for the world record of Carolina Reaper peppers eaten in a minute. Whoa. Wait, when is this? Can people watch this? Is yes, this like September September 25th. It's $10 a ticket, and uh, I'm going to be on the stage of doom, and I have one minute to eat as many Carolina Reaper peppers as possible. I've been practicing lately, and I have some scorpion peppers at home. I got someone hooking me up with Carolina Reaper peppers next weekend. This is what I was fucking born to do. Oh, yeah. Now it's yeah. getting <laughs> We're getting serious. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're trying to move your way into competitive eating a little bit more. So, Specifically spicy competitive eating. Eh, that or wings. Like, I did the uh, at the AC Beer and Music Festival a few years ago, back when I still drank. Um, and I was there for fucking flogging Molly. And... Uh, but they had a wing contest there, and I'm just this skinny little dude, as you can see. Not much meat to me. I weigh in at probably about a buck sixty, and probably less at the time because I wasn't going to the gym and I was drinking a lot. I put on a lot of weight when I quit drinking, but I was there. Dinosaur had a pop top my head, and I just tore into those wings. I won, but. For some bullshit reason, they gave it to some other guy who ate less wings than me. What? It, I had oh, I ate 23 wings, he ate 22 wings, but they said that I had more wheat, more meat left on the wings that I had than he did. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Last time I checked, three is more than two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're going to... We're going to watch. We're going to bring some journalists to make sure that there's no corruption next time. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, wow. Competitive eating. Yeah. That's At least with the spicy stuff. But if I eat the, uh, if I get the world record, then what's the point? Joy, I guess, because I, I do enjoy the spicy foods. Um, I feel like you have to be on hot ones just to, just to give them the finger. <laughs> I, if, if anyone can hook me up with that, I would absolutely be interested. Uh, Does he ever have hot, like,
like spicy celebrities or he just has regular celebrities that makes them eat spicy things? He just has <laughs> uh, spicy celebrities now. I don't I don't watch uh, much TV or YouTube or anything anymore, um, but uh, what I did see, he asked some really good questions um, and he just brings on normal celebrities. Uh, it's a good format that he has. It is. Um, you said you were going to hit a hot sauce store. Yes. Is there one here? You said there's one nearby? Yes. <laughs> um, I got to see what the hottest thing there is. Because um, I've had some pretty intense stuff. One that actually gave me a nosebleed, but I have not tapped out yet. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. I, my short film that was my thesis film in college was called Wings. Wings? Yeah, and it was about... It, it culminates on people eating wings at the end of the film. That is like a whole community on its own because I, I actually started doing like competitive wing eating back in high school. Oh, okay. And so that's how I got into it. And it's, it's fucking competitive. <sighs> wow. Yeah. In what, what ways did you not expect it to be competitive? <laughs> I, you know, like, uh, before you do something, you don't realize just, uh, you know, all there is to it. Like, uh, where do these things happen usually? Are they like small towns or are they like more televised and like live streams? So that's kind of the excitement of them or they mean, get like spectators who are like family and friends of the immediate competitors it, it all depends. Um, like I know, uh, Shocktoberfest where I worked there, uh, there back in the day, um, like they have a pepper jam there like once a year or they have in the past. And there was like competitive pepper eating there, but those were more endurance than speed, uh, to see who could last the longest, uh, through Scovilles and everything. How far would you get into those? I haven't found my limit yet. So uh, you won that? I actually never did one oh, of those. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm just saying that uh, to know how far I'd go is I have not found my limit on hot sauces or anything. Um, there was one. I was gasping for air. There's, vi there's video of it on my Facebook. I'm gasping for <laughs> air. I can barely talk oozing from every orifice in my face uh wasn't tapping out got a no that was the one i got a nosebleed from fuck <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah damn so you've been lit on fire you got a nosebleed from from that is there is there any other uh, major accident that you've had to overcome from like all of this these performance art daredevil Feeling the other side type things. Those are probably the big ones, right? So the fire was definitely the worst um, that I sustained from Sideshow. Um, Which you said, kids, kids at home listening to Sessions with Mary Jane. He stopped, he dropped, and he rolled, right? This is actually a hilarious story. <laughs> like to hear it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was out in the Poconos uh, with my buddy Zach, Chris, and DJ. And uh, back in the day, I, I was not professional about it. I was very unsafe. I knew like 
like this is when I realized that like if I'm gonna do this, I should probably get some professional training. Um, but anyway, we used to go to NASCAR races and camp out the night before and sell pictures of the drivers to people. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I, and we would look for people like just pouring uh, fuel onto their fires, and you know we'd go and go, hey, you know, you want to see me breathe fire? So we were at the campsite and we saw uh, some people pouring some fluid on the fire and we're like, there's our cue. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and so I walk over and I was like, hey, you know, would you guys like to see me breathe some fire? And they're like, yeah, that'd be really cool. And I was like, all right, let me get you lighter fluid. So they hand me a big jug of charcoal lighter fluid. My exact words were, this is going to make my face explode. <laughs> so foreshadowing and <laughs> to which my friend Zach um, said don't be a pussy Eric and I was like well if that's how it's gonna be I'll blow my face up so I took a big swig of lighter fluid and he held the torch which I should explain now, before I continue, none of what I do in this story should anyone do if you do decide to breathe fire. Uh, the torch we were using at the time was this big, like, eight, ten-foot fucking branch with a shirt wrapped around it, soaked in lighter fluid, lit a blaze. Zach holds it up and, like, puts it over to my face, and I breathe the, the charcoal lighter fluid. Huge flame. It was beautiful. Uh, and then when I finished, I just see some flame. I'm like, well, that's odd. So I start slapping it. It's making it worse. And I'm just looking around at everyone. You know, I don't know what to do. I've never <laughs> been in this situation before. And uh, I just yell out, guys, what do we do? <laughs> and my buddy DJ comes running over. Stop, drop, and roll! <laughs> so I get down on my knees, slam my face in the dirt, and just put out the fire. And you just smoke pours out from underneath me. And DJ gets down, puts his hand on my shoulder. Are you okay? Yeah. He yells out to the campground, He's okay, folks! <laughs> that campground exploded in applause! Cheers! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking just, they were super proud of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've just kind of been chasing that amount of applause ever since. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you should start doing it in the uh, race car suits. Hmm. See, those would be kind of restricting because the one thing I do flashing, like, Oh, yeah, that is sick, too. Yeah. Ugh. And, um, like, with the uh, vapor transmissions I've been doing now, like, I can light it off my skin. I got those torches from fireinyourface.com. Oh, wow. Fucking real cool, because you're able to um, do your own color scheme on the torches, and they oh, make wow. them for you, the hollow torches. For anyone who does do fire tr vapor transmissions and know, wants to know where to get some good torches, fireinyourface.com. 
Nice. I know I know some people who do like fire on hula hoops. I know some people who do uh, fire spinning and stuff like that. Yeah, I have a few friends that do that too. Um, Azula, who heads uh, the the hoop mistresses, uh, she does that. And the one thing we do is the hoop breath, uh, where I'll breathe fire off of her hoop. Um, I accidentally set her on fire the one time that I did it. So she's going to get revenge on me for that at the Lakewood Renaissance Fair. (laughs) (laughs) What goes around comes around. Exactly. You know what? I earned my punishment. This is true. Um, you have some, uh, tats on your body. What's your relationship with tattoos? They look very interesting. All right. So I'll talk about my first tattoo. Um, this one right here is an anarchy. <laughs> it was a needle and thread job done by, uh, my friend Zach, um, who's no longer with us. Uh, so this was like my first time we were all on acid and we gave each other needle and thread tattoos of this. So he had one too. And after he died, I got Zach was here pointing to it. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, after that, I, I honestly find tattoos to be very therapeutic. Like, uh, this one on my leg is my oh, nice. uh, Bill Hicks tribute tattoo. Um, that's my most recent one. But um, I always try to get For those one. who can't see it, there are mushrooms and a, yeah. a diamond, and it says... Oh, uh, no, that's uh, the third eye chakra. Oh, third eye chakra... Uh, some pedal, yeah. Laughter is truth, love. Love, laughter, and truth. And, and just it says, remember it's a ride. Yeah. Remember it's just a ride. Um, and that's uh, for Bill Hicks. Um, he's my favorite comedian. And fucking just so ahead of his time. Uh, gone way before his time, too. Um, but uh, the tattoos, I, I try to get ones that are as meaningful as possible. Like I have a BNR on my arm, and that's a Brand New Rome for this band Throttle, which was a local band back in uh, my hometown uh, that I did a lot of shows with back in my horrorcore rap group. I actually have their name tattooed on the inside of my lip. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And, yeah, um, <laughs> and I have a bunch from Johnny the Homicidal Maniac as well, uh, which is my favorite uh, comic book. I don't know if you've ever read it. No, I haven't. It's uh, by John Vasquez, who uh, uh, made Invader Zim, if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was a bit darker, um, but I read it during my teen years, and I was just fucking awesome but there's like a lot of stuff in it that's like you know it makes you think about like just certain aspects about heaven hell reality sleep in general and just you know how are we supposed to feel about rude people you know yeah um but (laughs) but uh it was something i always liked so i have a lot of tattoos from that um I think my favorite one, though, is probably the simplest, Um, and that's my fire hazard tattoo on my bicep. (laughs) Very important (laughs) for your life now. Yeah, yeah. um, I actually got that one just off a whim. I I walked into the tattoo shop, um, and 
the tattoo artist was like, hey, Eric, how are we doing? I was like, I want a tattoo. He's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. And he's like, and so he hands me this book and I was just looking through it and I was like, fire hazard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, if anybody wants to find you, uh, what's the best place that they can support your art? Because I'm assuming it must be hard out there for your neighborhood fire spitter. Where, where, where can they find you or find your shows? Needles the Vaudevillain on Instagram is probably the best. I have a Facebook business page that I really don't utilize much. Um, I have a weird relationship with social media in general, but I do, I am very active on my Instagram because it's kind of a necessary evil to have social media, especially if you're a performer in today's day and age. Um, but Needles the Vaudevillain on Instagram is definitely the best. I put a lot of videos of me uh, breathing fire or practicing in my backyard uh, and post up about all upcoming shows and everything else going on nice yeah good stuff thank you so much for coming on needles hey no problem thanks for having me of course and if you guys are looking for some lnh studio stuff we uh just got accepted into the newark international film festival so you guys could catch that either in newark or it might be a virtual festival so check out more info on our website for uh 100 word screenings and also, uh, you can go to lnhstudios.com slash shows because it is almost September and we have shows in September because people are back from vacation and they, uh, they want to see stuff, I guess. So uh, enjoy the, uh, the hot weather getting a little cooler. I love you all. Peace.